How's it going today, guys? I'm back here live in the studio once again for another episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Today's Wednesday, September 4th, 2019, and I'm back here, guys, after week one of college football, and it was a tough week, guys. I learned a lot of hard lessons the hard way. Got bad beat more times than you can imagine, whether it was the fumble in the Oregon State game. I mean, not the, the Oregon State going for two for no reason in the Oregon State game, whether it was the fumble in the Northwestern game, whether it was um, the defender for Auburn falling or for Oregon falling down to give up the Auburn touchdown, whether it was Oklahoma's kicker missing a chip shot field goal before halftime, you know, there was even more bad beats than that, which is the worst part about it, guys. But you know what? I'm not here to dwell on the past. I'm ready to talk about the future, and so I'll talk about a little college football here for a few minutes. You know, it was a crazy, crazy weekend in college football, guys. I mean, I could not believe everything that happened. You know, my first big takeaway is. Oklahoma's got another serious title contender and another serious, I mean, Heisman contender here and title contender with Jalen Hurts. You know, guys, Jalen Hurts, I mean, he's he's the real deal, guys. Like, really, sitting here watching him play, you know, he looked like a better, even better passer, believe it or not. You know, you'd think that um, him, you know, he's not just going to automatically become a better passer just because he's at Oklahoma, but believe it or not, he was fitting in tight windows. He ran the ball all over the Houston defense, but Oklahoma guys could have scored whenever they wanted to. And if it wasn't for those ridiculous fumbles, they would have scored even more points, believe it or not. So, you know, guys, I just got to say it was, it's, it's crazy to watch them play. Now, I personally think that the fact that they've had the last two Heisman Trophy winners, I think it'll hurt them from getting a third, but you know, guys, if Jalen Hurts' numbers get that much farther out ahead of everybody, I just really don't see a way that, you know, they can't not pick him to win the Heisman Trophy. So he's going to have to put up, like, a lot better numbers from the field, in my opinion. Personally, I'm still ticking, sticking with Trevor Lawrence, even though he moved the same odds as those other guys. So, you know, guys, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what happens here with this Heisman race. It's always a fun Heisman race. So there's nothing I love more than seeing what happens in, in the Heisman Trophy race. Uh, it, it's a great time of the year, guys, to be a – a football fan and everything, especially for the Oklahoma Sooners. you got to love seeing guys like Jalen Hurts bounce back. But anyway, I would say that was probably my most drastic takeaway was how much you know Jalen Hurts really took over that game. Obviously, y'all want to hear me rant about Florida State, so here it is for you guys. I'm going to keep it short and sweet here. Look, that Kendall Bryles offense looked unbelievable in the first half, but you could also argue from another side that it was just some blown plays that went for big yardage. Look, I think we have a serious offense here, and the team I saw in the first half was an amazing Florida State team. I got to give my hats off to Boise State here for coming out and playing the way they did in the second half. But it just looked like, you know, I've, I've really put a lot of it on Coach Taggart, man. You know, I feel like that Coach Tag just kind of kept the guys unfocused. And we had a lot of stupid plays in the second half. Like there was three times in a row where we threw three deep balls in a row and then just immediately punted the ball. But I also put some of the blame on Cam Akers. Like you got to hold on to that ball. When we got that fumble and then we're going the other way, you know, the momentum had completely shifted. Any momentum Boise State thought they had, all we do is put that ball in the end zone. And all we're talking about is how impressive Florida State looks. Instead, he puts the ball right back on the ground. When he did that, I was very worried. I'm not going to lie. I started to get a little worried there. And just went head downhill from there. I'm not going to lie. That game ruined my entire weekend. I was very upset, pissed off about it. But honestly, guys, as much as I hate to say it, I've been a Coach Taggart um, promoter. I'm not going to write us off after one game. But I'm just saying, guys, from this, you also got to take the perspective as it's pretty hard to follow up after the next big thing coaching-wise. It's always hard to follow up that legendary coach, and that may be what's going to end up happening to Taggart here. But I'm not ready to jump off the Taggart hype train yet. But he's got to do a better job with these teams. And it's been proven, you know, his teams only average about 13 points per game in the second half of games. He's got to figure out how to finish games here because the fans are going to come calling. But 
My last way to sum up for y'all how crazy this weekend was of college football is teams that returned nine or fewer starters went nine and four straight up and against the spread. Teams that returned 17 plus starters went four, five, and one against the spread. I mean, that doesn't say it all to y'all. I don't know what else does, you know. I guess it's not about how many, it's about how good, you know. And so that's what we saw this weekend. It was a pretty crazy weekend in college football. It never ceases to amaze me, but you know what? Ended up going nine and fourteen this weekend, two and two on max bets. So not as bad as it could have been, but you know, guys, we learn from our mistakes and we get better. And that's all I'm trying to do with this is learn from my mistakes and get better. I need to treat this a lot more like I did college basketball. And I think we'll see some improvement. But time to move here to the NFL. And before that, I jump into my NFC preview. I got to talk about a big time trade that went down between the Seahawks and the Texans. That was Jadavian Clowney going back out to Seattle. Then we also saw the Texans add, as I said, they needed to add a running back. What do they do? They go out and they add Carlos Hyde. They also add Laramie Tunsil at left tackle. As I said, they have the worst offensive line in college football. The Texans got better, guys. Look, I don't love Bill O'Brien and what he's doing there. I don't love their schedule this year. But I feel like they're the best team in this conference and they are in this division, and they can really get back to the playoffs. I'm not sold on Jacksonville. As you all know, I'm not going to go into it just because I've gone in on this division enough times. Look, I think the Texans make the playoffs. I think they made their team better. I thought they made it without making those decisions, and they made their team even better. Carlos Hyde's definitely a respectable and good running back. They also got Duke Johnson. They kind of haven't really had that pass-catching threat as well. They're going to have better protection as Tunsil gets integrated a little bit more in this team. I really like the move. Also love how the Dolphins have so many draft picks now. The Dolphins did a great job stockpiling draft picks, also adding Kenny Stills. I mean, the Texans receiving core was already loaded enough. It's even more loaded now. You got Nuke Hopkins, Will Fuller, Kiki Kuti, and Kenny Stills. I mean, that's that's probably the best receiving core in the NFL, if you ask me. So the Texans loaded up here on offense, made this team better. And it's what you got to do, man, when Andrew Luck leaves. You don't need two pass rushers because you don't have to get after Andrew Luck like that. Now you have a better balanced team. Defense was already great. You're already paying big bucks to J.J. Watt. You don't want to be investing all that money in pass rushers. I love the Texans team here. Also love the move for the Seahawks. You lose Frank Clark. You go out and get a defensive end who's just as good in Jadavian Clowney, if not better. You know, he's going to – the Seahawks, are a well-run organization, great run team, and I just think they just get smarter and smarter every single year and made this team better. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But I'm going to go ahead and get into it here. And you know what, guys? Which conference should I start out with? You know, I'm, I'm feeling a little um, – should I start with the NFC South? I want to start with the NFC South so I can talk about my Falcons. But you know what, guys? I'm going to have to start things out with the Let's see which one I have first on my list. A NFC South, NFC East, NFC East. So that's where we'll start things today. So this is a this is a division is very fortunate for teams like the Cowboys and the Eagles. I think the Cowboys and the Eagles are by far the two best teams in this division. I think there's the biggest gap in talent in this division of all. You have the Giants and the Redskins team that uh, both have you know young quarterbacks. They're going to need new quarterback. I mean they have new quarterbacks and they're going to need to kind of grow around these teams. Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins. I don't think these guys are ready to win a lot of games. Don't think these guys are really ready to lead a team at all. Dwayne Haskins is not starting just yet. It's Case Keenum. So you know these are teams. Teams kind of searching for their identities, teams that I am not high on at all. And it's a good thing for the Cowboys and Eagles because they're going to get a beat up on these two teams. Now, the Cowboys, they re-signed Ezekiel Elliott today, which, look, I'm not a big fan, guys, of paying uh, running backs. I personally would not have given him that money. I would have said, I'm fine with Tony Pollard. I'm fine with everything else I got. I got the best offensive line in the NFL. But Jerry Jones wanted to go out and do it. The Cowboys have the 23rd easiest schedule in the NFL. So, you know, this schedule plays out, or 23rd hardest, I guess, I should say. So this schedule definitely plays to their advantage here. I think the Cowboys are looking at 9-17. and 17. Or looking at a nine and seventeen or no, nine and seven season, it'll be knocking on the door of making the playoffs. 
I barely have them outside of the playoffs, but you know, I think the Cowboys are one of those swing teams that could easily slip in here and shake things up a little bit in the NFC. Um, the Eagles, on the other hand, the Eagles, look, if Carson Wentz stays healthy, the sky's the limit for this team. They have the 26th hardest schedule in the NFL, so a very easy schedule here for this team. Look, I, the Eagles' hardest game they play on the road is at Atlanta Week 2. If that says anything for y'all, they don't really face any top QBs. Look, if we learn anything, Doug Peterson's one of the best coaches in the NFL. No matter what, he's going to be able to replace his players. He's the best lines in football on the offensive and defensive side. Football's won and lost in the trenches. Doug Peterson's built his teams perfectly for that. Um, we saw last year how they can replace injured guys. We saw them do it in the Super Bowl when they put Nick Foles in there for Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz stays healthy. The sky's the limit for this team. I think he's about the only player on the team they can't for, they can't really afford to replace anymore without Foles. Sudfeld's not bad, but they ain't going to make the playoffs without Carson Wentz in there. I got the Eagles winning this division, and I also have the Eagles with the best record in the NFC being my number one seed. So that says anything for y'all right there. I'm very high on Philadelphia. I think the Cowboys will be darn good. And look, I almost took the Cowboys to make the playoffs. Like I think the Cowboys are one of the biggest swing teams in the NFL. But we'll get to the we'll get to the wild card here in a little bit. And the NFC, by the way, guys, is by far the hardest division. The best record will come from the AFC, and it'll be the Patriots. I mean. How much better can you be already? You're the Patriots that are already this darn good, and you have the easiest schedule in the NFL. Like, it's just, it's just not even fair. It, just, it makes no sense, really, why the NFL did that. But anyway, let's go to the NFC South here. Yes, this is my division. I'll start things out with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think under Bruce Arians, they will be much improved. I really like the uh, Chris Godwin as wide receiver. I think there's still some questions in the run game, but overall, you know, Bruce Arians, guys, he's known for getting the best out of his quarterbacks. Jameis Winston is a little inaccurate, but he can throw the ball around. He's got guys like Mike Evans out there to catch the ball. I really think they're going to have a lot of good offensive production, and I think Buccaneers will improve a lot. By the way, also my uh, best win total from the NFC East, which I forgot to say this, is the Eagles over 10 wins. That's actually my max bet for NFL um, season win totals. So y'all might want to go ahead and hop out on that one on the futures market. Um, but anyway, back over to this division. Look, guys, I think the Buccaneers will have a good season. I think 9-7 and seven is realistic for them. The defense, still a little questionable there. I like what they've been doing, though. Obviously, they cut Gerald McCoy. But, you know, you have to do what you have to do sometimes when you got to make that money and you just don't have all of it to spread out. And... You know, I think the Buccaneers will have a lot of high-scoring games. I think this is a team that's really going to like to throw the ball around. I look to play a lot of overs when I'm betting on the Buccaneers or betting on Buccaneers games. They still added Dominican Sue. They have Vita Vea in there. William Golston, obviously a great defensive player. Devin White, the draft pick out of LSU's, and like Deion Jones, basically. You got Vernon Hargraves and uh, Jordan Whitehead in the secondary. So there's a lot to be happy about on this side of the football. And, you know, I think they have a decent defense. I don't think it's that bad. Look, I don't think it's – I'm not saying it's great, but I don't think it's that bad. So I think this Buccaneers defense will be decent. Will be decent. You know, I, don't, I think it's going to be tough to play the Buccaneers. Like, it sucks. I think the NFC South is the hardest division in football once again. So it's going to be a tough decision. I also think the uh, the AFC North is, but I mean, the Bengals kind of a joke there. But let's move to the Panthers here, guys. The real question here is, is Cam Newton going to be better throwing the ball this season? And can he stay healthy? He's already banged up. You don't get more healthy as the season goes along. Look, I think the Panthers will be a tough team to beat at home. Like week one, I really like them versus the Rams. I think the Panthers will go 8-8 eight and eight this season. I think this is a great defense. They lost Thomas Davis. They still have Luke Keekley back there. They still have a stacked up defensive line and decent secondary, but the Panthers 
Panthers will not be able to score the points they need to on the road. I mean, DJ Moore's going to be a great wide receiver. Christian McCaffrey might be the best running back in the NFL for fantasy, for fantasy, for fantasy. I will say that for fantasy. He might be the best. This guy, I mean, we've never seen anybody can catch and run the ball like he can. Look, I just don't think the Panthers can get the ball down the field enough in games where they're losing. They're more of a run team. They don't play well on the road. I think Cam Newton will get, it'll be more of the same where he can't hold up for the whole season. I mean, I'm yet to see Cam Newton hold up for a whole season except for his MVP year. So Cam Newton can hold it together, guys, and stay healthy. I could see the Panthers being a wild card or winning the division. I like them or my Atlanta Falcons to win this division. I'll get to the Saints last, but guys, I'm very high on the Falcons this year. Look, they lost six games last year on the last play of the game. Six games, and that's with their whole defense going down. You have Deion Jones, who now is in his fourth year in the league. You have all these other key defensive players who've been in the league a little bit longer, or getting older. You know, Dan Quinn's taking over running the defense. I really like the out, the outlook for the Falcons this year. And, <clears throat> you know, I think it's going to be a great season. we got Drady Jarrett locked in on the long-term deal. Um, we got great young corner with Isaiah Oliver. you got Keanu Neal back. you got Ricardo Allen back with both safeties going down last year, guys. I mean, Jack Crawford on the D-line, who was hurt a good bit last year. I love the Falcons here, guys. And, you know, I really think that they can have a great season here. I mean, they bolstered up that offensive line. When Matt Ryan's getting that protection, man, he sits back there and slings it like he did in his MVP year. Matt Ryan is the most underrated best quarterback in the entire NFL, in my opinion. And I think Matty Ice is going to slip back there and sling it around once again this year. He's got Sanu. He's got Ridley. Got Julio Jones. Devontae Freeman back. Eo Smith. Austin Hooper. Who was a uh, he was a Pro Bowler, believe it or not. Hoop. So I'm very excited, guys, for the Falcons season. I think the Falcons win the division actually at nine and seven or ten and six. I think that's all it's going to take to win this one. And my last team is also my favorite win total, believe it or not. And look, y'all can call me a homer, call me whatever you want to. But look, guys, I got the Saints under ten wins, and I love the Saints to go under this ten wins. Look, <clears throat> the Saints don't have Sheldon Rankins. He's out for the year. He's their best run stopper. Um, the Saints, they don't have have Mark Ingram anymore. He's gone. They don't have Max Unger and another offensive lineman, you know, so they definitely see a lot. They did trade for Kiko Alonso, which I think makes them better, but Drew Brees is getting older. He's getting more fatigued. Look, I'm not saying he's going to drop off a lot, but I think seven and nine, you know, is more realistic, guys. The Saints have a really tough schedule. This, you know, this team, they they lost the last two years of the most devastating ways you could lose, whether it's the pass interference no call or whether it is the missed tackle by the safety that goes for a touchdown. I mean, it doesn't get much worse than those ways to lose for the Saints and miss out on going to the Super Bowl. You know, I feel like the window's finally closing on Drew Brees and Sean Payton, and I think we're going to see it this year. It's time for them to regress. I mean, they're still in a damn lawsuit with the NFL. They're clearly not over this. I don't like the Saints at all this season. I mean, y'all can say I'm biased or whatever, but I'll talk to y'all again once week 17, week or even as the season goes on. You know, y'all can get at me all you want on Twitter. I'll be more than happy to respond, and I'll sit back just like Kermit the Frog, sit my tea while the Saints keep losing games. Um, next, let's go to the NFC North here. We got Bears, Lions, Packers, and Vikings. Look, the Lions are going to have a tough defense. Matthew Stafford can sling the ball around. I think they're a good upset team, but I think 6-10 and 10 is the most likely outcome for this team. Um, team that I'm very high on this year. Actually, you know, I'll go team that I want to sell on, and that is the Chicago Bears. Look, guys, the Bears were third, were first in the league last year in defensive scoring. That usually doesn't happen back-to-back -back years. On top of that, 
the Bears were uh, f- were um, the most third most healthy team in the NFL. Typically, that doesn't work in your favor once again. And you could say, oh, you're just going off of things that could happen. Well, this is also it. Are you really that sold on Mitchell Trubisky? I think Trubisky's going to be good. I like him as a quarterback in the league. I don't know if I'm sold on him this year. The division is much, much harder. you got to go out to London. You play four road games in a row that travel all those road games in a row. That is not a very favorable schedule you got there for Chicago. The Packers got better. The Vikings got better. You know, I feel like both those teams were really down last year. Look, the Bears might be good this year, but I think seven and nine is more likely for them. I like them to go under their win total at nine and a half is my favorite win total in this division. Now, making the playoffs, I have both of I have both of the Packers. And I have the Minnesota Vikings. I have the Packers win this division. The Packers have improved their defense. They bring in Matt LaFleur, one of the best offensive minds in the NFL. Look where he's at when he was at the Rams, when he's the Falcons. I mean, even when he when he started, he had no quarterback last year consistently when he was with Tennessee. And then all he did was just run the ball with Derrick Henry and turn him into a monster. I think the Packers will do the same thing here with Aaron Jones. they got a young, improved defense. I think the Packers will be able to get the stops they need. They'll, they'll not have to make, you know, Rodgers won't have to make the throws. I think this is one of the more talented teams. He's got better coach. I'm in on LaFleur. I'm in on the Packers. I have the Packers winning the division. I also like them over nine wins this season. I think they win the division at 11-5 and five and get the two seed in the NFL playoffs. I think it'll be them and the Eagles as the two teams that get the uh, first round bye. And then I love the Vikings, man. I think her Cousins will be better here in his second year. They fired DeFilippo. I think if they can keep Dalvin Cook healthy, this team can run the ball a lot on teams. I mean, they still have Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, one of the best wide receiver tandems we've seen in the NFL. Stacked up defense. I've also heard that, um, you know, they said that they ran a lot of the same stuff they ran last year, and teams are ready for it. Zimmer said they've changed up a lot of their defensive packages and looks. And, I mean, this team's stacked. Xavier Rhodes was banged up last year. Still have Everson Griffin and all those guys on the stacked up defensive line. I'm not going to sit there and name all of you guys, but I think this defense is loaded, and they're going to be making plays off the field. Like I think the Vikings have a top five defense in the league. I think that I think that this Vikings team is ready to roll. I think Kirk Cousins can get them into the playoffs here. I love Minnesota to make the playoffs as well. So that means I still have one wild card slot and one division winner left, and I'm on the NFC West here. So I got two teams from here making the playoffs, and y'all might be surprised about who they are. I'm going to start things off with Arizona here. Look. Kyler Murray is going to be good. It'll be a fun offense to watch. I think it'll take some time. I think they'll get beat up on. I like towards the end of the season, I like them to cover backdoor some spreads. I also like them to, uh, you know, play teams tougher than they want. Cardinals, it'll be a fun young team to watch. I like Andy Isabella. I like Christian Kirk. Obviously, Larry Fitz still there. David Johnson, like I said, it'll be a fun offense to watch. Too soon, though, for this team, as I think Kyler Murray needs more time. The Seahawks. Ah, the Seahawks, they ran the ball a lot better last year. Once they added Dwayne Brown, the protection for Russell Wilson got a lot better. Look, I love Russell Wilson, guys. Um, I think this defense is just missing a good bit, even though that, you know, they've, they've seen some guys go down. They add Clowney. I just feel like for the Seahawks, it's a 7-9, and 8-8 eight and eight kind of season. I just don't see them making the playoffs here. I think the division's tough. I also think they have a really tough schedule as they're in the uh, top half of the league in schedule difficulty. So, I just can't go all in on the Seahawks, guys. Yeah, they play the 13th hardest schedule in the league. I am, I'm going to have to leave them out of the playoffs. Now, as my division winner here, I don't have the Rams. I have the San Francisco 49ers. Look, guys, I think the Rams will be good. Losing um, 
Losing Indomitian Sue kind of sucked for them. Also, this team managed to stay healthy. I think they got a lot of good veterans on the team. I think that they'll play better. They just gave Jared Goff the bag yesterday, $40 million a year. Love that deal. Um, I've still got some question marks with Todd Gurley. Uh, I still think they got some hard scheduling issues. Like I think they lose week one to Carolina. Um, I got the Rams in there as a wild card. and I have the 49ers actually winning this division, guys. I love everything that has been done by Kyle Shanahan with this with this team. Um I think the offense will be ready to go with Jimmy G's, ready to put them on the map. Garoppolo is a very good record as a starting quarterback in this in this league. Um, obviously, it's not a huge sample size, but I really, really like it. Um, they add Tevin Coleman. You got Jet McKinnon back, Matt Burita. Actually, Jet McKinnon towards ACL, but you got Matt Burita. Um, you got a good offensive line back for this team. I mean, they got one of the best offensive minds in the league. And with all the toys he's got, Jalen, they got Jalen Hurd from Baylor as a rookie. Debo Samuel from South Carolina as a rookie. Marquise Goodwin, Dante Pettis, not to mention the best tight end in the NFL. That's right, I said the best tight end in the NFL. I'd take him over Kelsey all day. That is George Kittle. I think this guy's going to catch the ball over the field. But I like this defense. They've had a lot of high draft picks on the um on the defensive line, they've kind of stacked that up. You got Richard Sherman in the secondary. You got a decent linebacker core. I really want to see Nick Bosa get after the quarterback here. I think he's going to eat this season. Um, I think the 49ers are going to catch the NFL off guard here, and I think they're going to have the good season and end up making the playoffs out of here. Now, I know a lot of y'all probably hate that, but hey, man, you know, y'all got to remember this. Only half the teams that make the playoffs here before make it back. I think it seems like the best ones, in my opinion. So we'll see what happens here, guys. It's going to be a fun season. I'm excited to watch it. Got some hot, I got had some hot takes right there, but you know, scared money don't make no money. Let's go over here now to the AFs or to the um, my my um, award winners. So for coach of the year, I'm gonna have to give it to Kyle Shanahan if he's able to win the division with what he has, being the offensive mind he is. I see there's no doubt that he gets it. Um, my offensive rookie of the year. Look, I honestly hate this award this year. I didn't think there was a great draft offensively. I think Darrell Henderson's a great sleeper, but I'm just going to go with David Montgomery for the Bears. I think he can have a good season catching the ball and running it. Guy from Iowa State, really high on him coming out of college. I'm going to give it to Montgomery. Um, my defensive rookie of the year, I'm going with Devin Bush. He looked amazing in preseason. I know it was preseason, but this guy's the next like Larry Foote, the next all-time Steelers linebacker. I know obviously that's not the best one to name, but I'm a little bit younger, so I don't know all the uh, great guys from the Steel Curtain. But <clears throat> I think Devin Bush is going to have a great season. He's going to eat coming up here and making plays for the Steelers team. I really, really like the Steelers, as you all know. I'm about to give you all my Super Bowl pick here in a second when I go back to my NFC playoff picture. Um, it's kind of like an intermission here. As my comeback player of the year, I won Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, if he's able to even get this team to a winning season with the injury he suffered, I think it's easily his. MVP, I got Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, we love Aaron Rodgers. If he's able to get this team back to the playoffs and have one of the top records in the league, I don't see why he wouldn't win it. And then last but not least, defensive player of the year, I'm going with Deion Jones, Debo. Look, I know it's hard to not win this position if you're not a corner because you're not getting all the interceptions or if you're not a pass rusher getting all the sacks. Look, I think Debo can lead the league in tackles, have like four or five interceptions, have four or five fumbles forced slash recovered, and then I also think that he can have like eight sacks or so, which is a lot for a middle linebacker. I think Debo can win this win this award here. I like Deion Jones to be my defensive player of the year this year. Um all right, it's time. NFC playoffs, baby. So I'm going to go. I'm not going to break down round by round and whatnot, but basically my NFC championship game here for you guys, I'm going to go with the Packers versus the Eagles. 
And I think Philadelphia and Carson Wentz get them there. They move on to the Super Bowl. And here it comes, guys. My Super Bowl champion. Get ready. Get ready. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Look, for most of y'all listen to this podcast and think I might be biased towards my teams, I damn sure I'm not if I piss picked a Steelers and Eagles Super Bowl. Look, guys, I think the Steelers, like I said, they got rid of all their distractions they with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. This defense got better. It was in the top half. It was it's it was almost the best defense in the league after the um after their bye week last year. And they add in their Devin Bush. I mean, I think it's only gonna keep getting better. You got guys like TJ Watt only gonna keep getting better. I mean I think it's going to be a lot more quick passing there and get the ball out quicker. They got James Conner, Benny Snell, and they also have Jalen Samuels. So that backfield is absolutely loaded. One of the best offensive lines in the league, Mike Tomlin. Look, guys, the Steelers were just as pissed off as everyone else was about how last season ended. They're out to prove a point this year. This is not the team you want to fire up and piss off. I think Big Ben and the boys get it done this year. I think this Super Bowl Super Bowl award trophy goes back to Pittsburgh with the Steelers this year. That wraps up my NFL preview, guys. Also, my week my week one best bet, I got the Packers plus three. Like I said earlier, I think that defense is great. Um, I think I'm getting the better quarterback here with the points. Also, on top of that, um, I tweeted it out here earlier in the week. Here's the data for y'all. Week one division dogs are 17-4-1 against the spread, and the Packers are 8-1 and one straight up in their last nine games at Chicago. So, I mean, that is that is plenty of data right there for me. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to come back with a vengeance. He remembers what happened first game of the season last year. He was not happy about that at all. I mean, I think the Packers, guys, they come out here to prove a point this year. And I honestly think they went outright, but I'd rather just take the three points. So that is my best bet as well for tomorrow's game. Appreciate all y'all tuning in once again. I'm very excited for this NFL season. I'm very high on the Falcons. I hope that I don't have to be disappointed like I was with Florida State already one game in. So Falcons, please do better to me. And I appreciate y'all tuning in. I'll see y'all next week.